Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Back in the summer, I posted a picture to my Facebook page from a photojournalist friend. It was a picture of two garden statues of black children. They were dressed in overalls and straw hats, and they were fishing. It was right out of Mark Twain, but it was in Northumberland County. The statues were similar to the garden jockeys you see around with the guy holding a lantern. The picture was sent just after the George Floyd incident. You'll remember that was back in the summer. George Floyd was the black man from Minnesota who died after he was pinned face down for nearly nine minutes by police. Underneath the post, I asked a simple question. What are you doing to stop racism in Northumberland? Nobody answered the question. Some people took offense to the garden statues. Others gave a history lesson about these types of statues. Still others took offense that I should dare to post such a picture. And then there were some personal attacks, and when that happened, I took the picture down. Nobody seemed interested in answering my original question. Earlier this month, there were two incidents involving racist graffiti, one in Harwood and the other in Port Hope. It is rare to see this blatant expression of racism in Northumberland. Police are investigating both incidents. But on today's show, there's an interview with the chair of the Race Relations Committee of Peterborough. It tries to shed some light on the incident, but it also looks at why these incidents occurred. It explores the systemic nature of racism in rural communities, and more importantly, what can or should be done as a response. The next segment is about buying and selling homes in Northumberland. The president of the local real estate association will talk about the new provincial legislation. It was introduced a couple of weeks ago, and it will change the industry. But more importantly, she will explain why housing prices in the county are setting records in the midst of a pandemic. But first, here is my interview with Charmaine Mugambe, chair of the Community Race Relations Committee of Peterborough. I'm so pleased to have with me today Charmaine Mugambe, chair of the Community Race Relations Committee of Peterborough. Welcome to Consider This. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Now, sometime on Sunday, October 4th, the Northumberland OPP were called to Harwood in the north of Hamilton Township after some graffiti was discovered. There was a swastika and the letters KKK spray painted on a rock along with other damaged and the letters KYS, which I understand stands for kill yourself. When you hear of an incident like this, especially in a rural municipality, what goes through your mind? Well, when I heard and you had sent me the article to this situation, I just, my heart sunk because this is um, unfortunately becoming our world with um, the rhetoric that's out in the media. People are becoming um, emboldened to do these things. So it was really sad to hear that. Um, people have taken it to this extreme um, to want to even make it out in the public sphere like this. I was just, it was really um, just 
very, very disappointing to hear that someone would go to that length to do this. Horrible. Horrible. What, when you say emboldened, what do you think is motivating them to be emboldened? Well, I think, um, or what I'm seeing and what I'm reading is the fact that people are with, uh, especially with our leadership, per se, um, i.e. Donald Trump, um, it's people coming out of the woodwork, you know, they're coming out of the woodwork with him saying these uh, very horrible things about people who were of different races and cultures. And this is, um, the, that kind of speaking is filtering up into our into our system, into our our world. So, for example, um, when they, you know, the KKK, uh, they were hooded back in the 60s. People were hooded. You didn't want to walk around saying that you have such hateful uh, things to say about people because they're different from you. But nowadays, they're not hooded. You know, they're so blatant to say, yeah, this is me. And it's horrible. You don't, the KKK is um, no longer per se, you know, in the society. But what's now in the society is unhooded KKK. And that's even scarier. And that's where you get these people doing those things. Um, you know, it's just, I just can't believe, like, like people nowadays are not, ashamed to say, uh, um, you know, feel, I don't know, not, you know, want to hide who they are. And, and, but now they're coming out and saying these things out, out in public. It's, it's bad. It's wrong. Have you seen any rise in the statistics in terms of race related incidents? So that's a really good question because, um, Sometime, actually, that's a really good question because sometime I believe it was this year or last year, um, the same thing happened here in Peterborough for the first time. Um, it has never happened with that the, the Nazi sign, and I can't pronounce it, but was written on somebody who, um, a, a Jewish home, and she had been living in Peterborough for over 30-something years, and she she's never had anything like that happen to her. It was the first time, and it was just devastating. She was um, very visibly upset, crying that someone would go out in, in, to do that on her house. It was like at her house, they put the sign. Um, so she was, um, it was very painful for her to witness that. And she had been in Peterborough for uh, like over 30 years or more and nothing like that. So people are, like I said, coming out of the woodwork um, and being more brazen with their um, anti-Semitic and um, racist views. Now, some people listening might say, well, this is only an isolated incident, uh, but only two weeks later than on October 18th, again, on a, it was a Sunday, several pumpkins were smashed in Port Hope, and then the police discovered that there's, there were some racial slurs written on several other pumpkins. Is there any significance to the fact that we don't see incidents like this for a very long time, and then within less than a few weeks, we see two? Yes. Well, the, the thing is, the first time um, 
I don't know if they were able to even um, catch the person who did it, so there was no consequences to what happened. But now the second time, um, I guess with what, you know, the first time they weren't caught, so it kind of snowballs into if they could do it, why can't we do it? Sort of thing, and and this is um, you had mentioned something about um, basically why is this happening? Why why is this snowballing? And I really feel it's because of what's being put out there by the rhetoric that's in um, in our public sphere, being uh, people being more brazen and um, basically getting away with it. And and unfortunately, I feel that the first time they did get away with it. Uh, we have to put a stop to it, um, you know, form together as a community uh, in Coburg. We had um, something similar, per se, in Peterborough, where uh, this somebody, a group, was putting your, um, posters around that was very... Um, negative towards immigrants and they were plastering the community with these signs and so as a community uh, we got together and uh, worked to take off these signs and just really saying no we're not that community we are not that we are not against people who are different so There was a political response to the incident in Hamilton Township. Mayor Bill Kane said in an interview, this is not typical of our area, and I'm quoting him. He went on to say, and again, this is a quote, we live in a great country, and I guess we have a few bad apples. How would you assess this kind of political response? (laughs) A few bad apples. Yes, they like to see a few bad apples, but it's a whole bunch of, what is it? I can't remember saying Anyhow, um, yeah, it's a culture. It's more than a few bad. It's a culture of thinking, um, a certain ways that's been buried. It's a, a white supremacy culture of that whiteness is. Um, um, how would you say it? Is a default of being normal, and anybody else who is different is abnormal, right? So it's it's more than just a few bad apples. It is. The way is a mind setting is the way we think of how we see people who are different. And that is, um, it's very difficult to, to, uh, um, to really deal with because it's what they say is implicit bias. Uh, unconscious bias towards people who are different and in a rural community where you have uh, uh, most of the people there are I would believe mostly all white um, it's very hard for someone who is of a different nationality different race a different religion to try to um, break through the barriers that's there because you um all the things um unconsciously all the negative things you feel about people that are different unconsciously um could work havoc i mean as far as this situation right um you know but people are of course as canadian they're very polite they will never really say to your face anything that per se but behind your back they are behind closed doors the you know maybe making racist jokes or uh, things like that that at the end of the day um you make people feel 
people who are different from you can sense that they are not truly welcomed in a community. And until um, you deal with that unconscious bias, uh, people's thinking racist thoughts about people who are different, until you deal with it and become anti-racist, then we are going to have incidents like this. And unfortunately now it's becoming more out in the public. Before it was behind closed doors, you know, people make those jokes and things like that. But now people are just going out there and doing whatever, you know, being more overtly racist, which is horrible. When the George Floyd incident took place in the spring, there were a host of local politicians making statements against racism and condemning what had happened. But there's been nothing since that that's been said or done by any council or any politician. What should we as a community reasonably expect from these institutions and community leaders when it comes to race relations? Uh, well, what I would love to see is more of uh, anti-racist policies in the institutions so that um, it breaks down um, the barriers and everybody has an equal footing or an equal share of the, you could say the apple pie, right? Um, for example, um, job opportunities. Um, it's When you're in an all-white community, uh, people who are applying for jobs tend to reflect who are in the community. So if you do want to bring a more diverse, inclusive community, you would work together, first of all, um, the training in your workplace for anti, uh, anti-racist training, but also making policies saying uh, we, we want to hire people who are not like us, right? And that takes more work because at the end of the day, you may not get those applications uh, of people who are different. So you, you're going to have to work harder to bring those people into your community, really working harder. Uh, you could do target employment. Um, and sometimes when a person who is um, of color or a racialized people, they might not even feel confident to apply to a job um, because they feel that um, they may not get it. So, you know, so so it would take a it will take work to try to bring those people people who are racialized into communities especially that are like rural communities but there people do want to racialized people do want to live in rural communities they they do want to be there but they have to feel that we want you to be here and we're doing the work to make you feel at home it's really important to make people who are are racialized feel at home right um like yeah so yeah that's what i would say okay now people in the community reacted differently in the face of these kinds of incidences so for example faye mcfarland who is the head of the citizens council for hamilton township ratepayers association said and i'm quoting her now we do not typically see this in this area we have graffiti but not this type of message It's not what we stand for as a community. Then she went on to say, and I'm quoting her again, it is not being shrugged off here. People here know each other. They care about each other. And this is what Hamilton Township is. What advice would you give McFarland or others who care about their community and object to this type of incident? Um, Yes. um, In general, like, of course, Canadians... um, really do want to roll out the welcome mat and say that 
you know, where we are not that. We are not uh, people who put racial slurs on buildings, right? The majority of people are not that. Um, the majority of people um, are very offended when they see things like that and, and, and do react like, yes. But it's an underlying issue. Um, you may not be that person to do that. So it's an underlying issue that needs to be tackled and it's an underlying issue that needs to be dealt with with everybody in that community saying, how is it that, you know, even the one or two people who did this, how is it that, you know, we could prevent this from ever happening? It doesn't... Uh, it doesn't take, um, even let's say, for example, um, we had an incident, or I had an incident, same thing happened um, at, at the school my kids attended, same, same thing, a racial slur, it was on the school wall, it was very painful. My kids are the only, I, of course I live in Peterborough also, my kids are the only blacks in the whole entire school. Uh, primary school um and it was a very it was a a racial slur against black people let's just say um they came home they were in tears it was very painful and the person who did it fortunately they did catch him and um he was the type of person who would be i wouldn't he was the type of person who was like i would never say anything bad against I don't know why he did it, but I mean, I don't know. He 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 did that, and he was the type of person that would be like, I would never do something like that, but he did. So it is an underlying thing that you know you think you may not do it. Who knows? Maybe you were egged on to do something stupid, like you know what that just happened. So. I would say to the uh, to any of the people who are in charge, really look at your community. How is it? Uh, how is it really reflective of being that welcoming? Uh, you know, and it's hard because you. And another thing is, you people who are racialized are not going to want to talk about their incidents that happen to them while they're in the community. Um, you know, if they've had, if they have racist incidents, they're not going to want to talk to someone who is a white person and say, this is what happened to me. But as a community, you have to come together and say, how could we prevent this from ever happening again? Do we need to have, do you need to have more of these discussion on um, breaking down uh, the racial tension that, you know, that's happening so it's it's really hard you, you would council would really need to uh, really look at themselves and like i said it's a difficult conversation to have but it's a needed conversation because hopefully um going for it it won't happen again but you need to have a group in your community that says what are we going to do about this like when the person here put up those racial slurs we had a community we had people in our community that were going around and scraping off those posters and saying no to hate <laughs> you know so well it's interesting too because the race relations survey in 2019 said Rural residents are amongst the group of Canadians who are most likely to believe discrimination is no longer a problem in Canada. 
What does your experience tell you? Yes, I can I can absolutely see that. Like I said, because, you know, it's like this. If you live in a community like Peterborough or that's all white, you're not going to be, chances are you're not going to be mixing with somebody who's racialized, right? So if you're mix, mixing with someone who is like you, you know, you look, pick up the paper and you see people who look like you, you turn on the TV, you see people who look like you, read magazines, you see people who look like you, you know, you're going to say, I don't know what these people are talking about because um, everything is great, you know, because you're not mixing, right, with people who are racialized and and then even if you do those people are not going to be saying to you oh yes um you know this happened to me they're not going to they're going to feel uncomfortable they're not going to talk about it so uh, but it is uh, and then the fear is that you're you know unbiased uh implicit bias or unconscious bias you know what 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 are your what are you how do you feel um towards somebody who's racialized, right? What is your thoughts of towards racialized people? What is your stereotyping of those who are black or those who are indigenous, right? You know, that's because you don't mix with regular black or indigenous folks. You have the, most of the time you have a, a the perception is, is what you see on TV of them. And a lot of times that perception or what you read is, tends to be very negative and so that's that's your imagery of them so um and then you know so it's a whole thing of of course it seems sometimes hard to get your head around what goes on in the community i mean you get incidents that were reported in the news this month and then we had a community response to that and to the george floyd incident how do we address the systemic nature of racism in our community I mean, what are some of the concrete steps? I know you've talked a little bit about this, but what can we do concretely so that we can start to address these kinds of things going on? Um, well, I would say you, as a community, you need to, uh, it, uh, systemic is within, of course, institutions. Um, that means that um, within institutions, they have to look at their policies and see, you know, how could they make their policies to be more of an anti-racist policy. So that's within the institution. Individually, you could, as a as an individual, self-educate, do self-education. So uh, become more aware of, of black issues by reading um, books from you know, definitely racialized people. Um, right now I'm in a, a book group. Uh, we're doing The Skin We're In by Desmond Cold. And I mean, it's great uh, because they're able to talk about uh, racism in Canada, you know, and whether or not they felt it was a thing. Uh, now they could see by reading that it is a thing. Um, so, you know, educate yourself. Don't assume when you see someone who's different, uh, uh, they're a, a blank slate, a blank slate, and they will fill you in with who they are as a person. Like they will fill you in. You have, you need to listen, right? Listen to those people who are different because a lot of times they usually do not get an opportunity to to be heard. So they. People who are racialized, indigenous, 
blacks, browns, they, they tend to be quiet in, in conversation because um, if it's an all-white situation, they don't even, they kind of like, you know, they they tune them out. <laughs> and so you really need to be willing to have silence and give them that space to talk. I don't know if that helps you. It does. Charmaine McGumby, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, you're welcome. That was my interview with Charmaine McGumby. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.